0: Welcome to the Plastic Please Restore Podcast.
1: We are your hosts, Trey the Explainer.
0: And me, Miles Greb. A podcast about the natural world. Things that people claim are part of the natural world. And things that used to be. And after long last, Trey, the prophecies come true and we have returned. We're back. We're back, baby. Uh, sorry we were gone so long. You know, Trey and I just, we got a bunch of irons in the fire. And uh, Trey's been working really hard at school so he can get that book learning. Mm -hmm. but uh that's good and you got your video almost done right
1: it's it's like it's like a little bit over halfway i've got the audio done and i just gotta do the the video with it which is gonna be good
0: so that's good so i'll get another trey the explainer youtube video so you know that's worth the wait
1: yeah 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 i hope it i hope it does well people people really like it it's a lot of weird obscure knowledge in here in that video
0: and that's what you're all about. That's what I'm all about. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's what many of the listeners of this show are all about. So. They love it. <laughs> uh, um, So what happened in the meantime? Uh, a bunch of stuff happened in the science world. There's a bunch of really cool stuff about the peopling of Americas that I want to talk about. But we're going to do a little bit of a shorter episode today. Mm. Um, Next time, we're going to do that section and then do the Hobbit monster quest. And we're yeah. going to have a special guest on to talk about that.
1: Yeah. It's going to be exciting. You can say who it is. Who say who it is. It's it's oh, Stefan. But I don't know how to say his last
0: name. That's why I wanted you to say it because I didn't want to mispronounce (laughs) it. it. I was trying to trick you. Let's see.
1: Let's see. Stefan Milo. Oh, he's going to get upset with me for not saying his name. right. (laughs) He's a great archaeology YouTuber. He does these amazing uh, videos on like ancient history and prehistory.
0: Yeah, fantastic YouTuber, um, does a lot of great anthropology stuff, like what it was like for um, different hominids to live at different times and stuff, you know, it it really like the kind of stuff that I love and I'm not like an expert in, but I know a little bit about he goes really deep dive into it. So we thought we'd bring him on for the alleged Hobbit episode, the next monster quest. So that should be a good one. And uh, I think we'll have him join us for our people into the Americas stuff, because there's been some cool new archeological findings for that. So we'll get into that next episode. Yeah. yeah um, we, we'll definitely do that. It'll be also exciting. Dune came out.
1: Yeah. I, I saw Dune recently.
0: Yeah. I saw it as well. Um, some of you may not know, I'm a very big Dune fan. I wrote the Dune comic uh, to train the faithful, which was pretty well received online. I believe um, mm-hmm. drawn by Zach Hartong, one of my uh, frequent artist collaborators, um, So I was really excited to see the film. Um, My full thoughts on it, I don't really think this is the proper place to get into it for 40 minutes. But um, (laughs) I gave my whole opinion on it on the uh, Science Faction podcast. So you could check that out. But um, overall, I thought it it was pretty faithful to the plot. But I thought a lot of the subtext and intrigue and cleverness of Frank Herbert's world building was really not in the film. So I was a little disappointed with it overall. But I think Trey liked it a bit more than I did.
1: Yeah, I'm like not not like a huge Dune fan. Like, I don't know that much about the world. I think all I knew about prior to this was the David Lynch movie. Yeah, um, which I I don't know. What do you think of the David Lynch one? Um,
0: the David Lynch film is not a very good telling of Dune, uh, but I really like the acting in the film. I think the costuming's great and there's some good directing. I think I overall like the Lynch film better because it's a. I think it's more creative and some of the performances just stand out to me more. Like yeah. the Garen is just very intense, you know? In the just like the... And they'll know! They'll know You know, like <laughs> he's just very powerful.
1: I will have a ratchet back
0: for myself. He who controls the spice controls the universe. And what Peter did not tell you is we have control of someone who is very close. Very close to Duke Leo. This person, this traitor will be worth more to us than ten legions of Sardaukar.
2: And who is this traitor? (laughs) I won't tell you who the traitor is or when we'll attack. However, the Duke will die before these eyes, and he'll know, he'll know
0: that it is I, Van Vladimir Harkonnen, who encompasses his doom. (laughs) And uh, I didn't really... Flying around? Yeah. Which the he the Baron does not fly. He has like hovering suspenders, but you know the cinematography <laughs> people like him flying because it's cool looking.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: The, the The big thing st- about stings. the Lynch, sorry,
1: stings in it, right? Stings
0: like yeah, uh, stings. A little speedo. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's Fade, who is uh an important character who is absent from the new film. Yeah,
1: I, I noticed know. that. I was like, Where Where is that character in this in this movie?
0: Um, pretty much reveal? everything they possibly could cut, they cut. Oh God! including (laughs) including most of the most a lot of the famous lines and dialogue i don't know Um, i don't want to get into it all if you really (laughs) want to hear what i have to say miles uh a resident dune expert number one fan you can hear my opinion on the science faction podcast so
1: yeah check that out check that out
0: but uh we we want to just do a quick episode here because trey and i both got a lot of stuff to get doing i got a lot of comic work and trey got a lot of schooling and youtubing so we're going to get right into the meat of this episode And do the monster quest.
1: Monster quest. (laughs) Monster quest. (laughs) Head start.
3: Witnesses around the world report seeing monsters. Are they real or imaginary? Science searches for answers. On Monster Quest.
1: (laughs) Okay. So. What do we we have this time, Miles? What was this um, one about?
0: Well. Let me just say the first line of this episode is history does not support werewolves. <laughs> all right, but, all right, let's wrap this up. in now. the American heartland, people are seeing something, and that something people are seeing is maybe Dog Man. Yeah, Dog Man, or like a,
1: a a Bigfoot. The episode says it's possible that these are misidentified Bigfoots too.
0: Yeah, it always comes back to Bigfoot. Always Big. Everybody loves Bigfoot. <laughs> so it looks like we're looking for a canine yes Uh, but that's not a canine because it's capable of bipedalism so it'd be a different an offshoot of canine evolution somehow yeah it's a Um, very
1: dogmen and like werewolves are very weird cryptid to to to, like handle realistically
0: i've decided that taxonomy is too messy to for me to ever talk about um but yeah it is uh it's hard to think of a canine that could be bipedal because you don't really see that expressed at all, right? Like they don't have the joints for it. So
1: yeah, the, and and there's no like uh, fossil record of anything like that. N- not much. There's nothing. Not even not much. There's nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs>
0: so th- they're saying this thing's like six foot seven to like seven foot two. So you know mm. it's like starting power forward center level, and <laughs> they say it has a canine head. Can jump about twelve feet and seven hundred pounds. So he's a real bruiser. Um <laughs> I mentioned some people described it as more wolf-like, some more bear like, and some more Bigfoot-like. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. of
1: range in the descriptions, uh, inconsistencies with it a little bit.
0: Yeah. And so we have a bunch of different um eyewitness sightings that like lead people on the case to this thing. And so we got uh who do we got up first here? Man, we got so many eyewitness sightings.
1: We we got so we had eyewitnesses. Um, oh gosh, there's so many to count. And then they, like there was a there was a guy and his wife, and the the majority of this episode takes place in in Wisconsin. And there's Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin. There's some great Wisconsin accents in this. Um, there's a uh, there's a lot of uh, like this episode cons- pretty much consists of them interviewing like. Like dozens and dozens of Wisconsinites, like talking about how they saw the dog man or whatever in in weird scenarios, like they'll see him at night when they're driving or in a, hanging out in a cemetery for some reason,
0: yeah, uh, so we have a whole bunch of sightings, like we'll just go through a few, yeah, because that's what they did um so in um nineteen eighty nine um Dennis Hastings so he was out coon hunting for raccoons, and uh, he heard a really loud noise and he didn't know what the really loud noise was so he pulled out his gun and then he thought he saw a man-sized thing jump out of a tree end of story um
1: (laughs) well he's the one he's the one where they had the really funny uh the the uh, live action reenactors he's like i don't know what that is i'll get my gun you hear that
2: yeah what the heck
3: what the heck was that
1: i don't know the dog's heading off that way now And all of a sudden, we start hearing something walking about 20 yards out into the woods.
0: Oh, man. It's loud. It might be a bucking rut, Dennis. And as soon as he said that, the thing went...
1: (laughs) Holy cow, that was no bucking rut. I don't know what the heck that is, but I'm loading a gun. I said to my hunting partner, I think it's gone. And right after I said, I think it's gone, we heard. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some good ones. There were some good ones. There was another one where like, there was like a guy. and He's like, let's get out of here. He sounded like a Scooby-Doo character.
0: I, I don't know what that is. I'll get my gun. Is the original anthem of America before and God we trust has put on our money. <laughs> and then um, uh, John uh, Linoise, um one time he was driving. Mm-hmm. And he parked um by the side of the road near a schoolhouse at nighttime. And he heard a weird sound that he said wasn't a deer or a bear. So that's a sighting. Yep. Um. <laughs> um a, a big sighting here is uh Marv Krishnick, Yeah. So he's an artist in Wisconsin. And in the fall of 1981, he was driving around some farm area, you know, just some flat country. And he saw something standing by a tree. And he thought maybe it was a dog. But no, it, it was too big too be to be a dog he said so he stopped and he was just checking this thing out and then he saw a dog man apparently um mm. they made a bunch of eye contact you know i think they were flirting <laughs> and and then he like was scared of it and didn't check it out more and drove away yeah and um since then he's been drawing this thing
1: he's made it like a part of his character did you see his like t-shirt it's like yeah. it was like a branded t-shirt with the it werewolf on it
0: Badass.
1: <laughs> he had like a he had like a string puppet like a marionette of the yeah, dog he had too. a
0: marionette of dog man he he did a little pencil sketch of dog man looked, <laughs> well, he looked pretty chill he was just kind of like hey what's up kinda He had his little
1: hands curled over the tree like just chilling
0: he looked like he was wondering if like you guys were going out to dinner and he was invited like he looked like a pretty chill guy <laughs> i don't know why he would have been scared i'd be like get in the bag dog man go to friendlies or whatever um <laughs> yeah so that's one guy uh he's a pretty cool guy though. Um, should I
1: talk about the the other guy in 2003 Matt? oh the, yeah yeah yeah. oh okay yeah yeah so uh back in 2003 uh, a man named uh, Matt Wakeley he apparently saw like this this dark figure in a in a cemetery as he was driving by and it was like at least six feet tall and uh and he said it like had like a a brow ridge almost like a caveman like brow Ridge. And then he said it. Th- and he says this. He says it had an '80s hair. He had '80s haircut, which is which is amazing. Uh, I'm just picturing this 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 '80s man visiting the cemetery, uh, and he just drove by
0: and stopped. So, yeah, why like, do these people stop? Go out there and fight the thing. <laughs> I would go out there and fight it. I mean, yeah, Bigfoot's gonna or Dog Man's gonna take me down. Right? I'm gonna lose
1: that '80s haircut, man. You can't fight that. That's too powerful.
0: I was going to make a joke about Ronald Reagan, but I said not to. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just don't want to talk about him. Don't like him. Um, so, yeah, that is a, uh, there's a, there, Wait, we uh, have more sightings. There's one more. There's one more. Okay. This there's was, one, one more major, important sighting. This, important. this
1: sighting's pretty important because I've seen yeah. this like several times. It's a Katie Zahn's uh, mm-hmm. report in, in 2004. Oh, yes, can, yes, yes. We can get into this later, but the, the version according to monster quest is that, she went out in the woods with two friends, mm-hmm. uh, and they visited like a state park to search for the monster. And they saw like three dogmen at the creek drinking water, um, and then they they turned around and I guess saw them and walked towards them. And then her, they bailed. And the, yeah, and then the reenactor goes, "Let's get out of here." Yeah, they cannot <laughs> act, man.
0: They stood up and started to walk towards us.
3: Let's get out of here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There's like for the the acting for the reenactors, like it's like um, in this episode, there's a lot of like bad reenactor acting, but there's one where like they have like a woman scream when she sees the monster and she gives it her awe. I don't know if you saw this, but she like literally like it sounds like a death, death scream. It's crazy. (laughs)
0: So So, so a lot of the sightings are are like they fleetingly see it and then they're like ah and they leave.
1: Or they don't even see anything, or they just they they hear noises and they're
0: like, oh well, them not even seeing anything is a spoiler, man. Don't give (laughs) 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 Oh (laughs) (laughs) okay, so what like is there any precedent to any of this, regardless of modern sightings, you know, because I always kind of favor the culture hypothesis. Like, where is this coming from? Is there like a history? of this kind of thing of people saying like wolfmen men and wolf panics and stuff.
1: There's a, like there is, um, so in, in, wis, so specifically in Wisconsin or Michigan, there's like no history of this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, like the, there's, cl- there's a lot of claims that claim that this dog man has existed since like the 1800s in this region. But this is, this is, there's no evidence of that. People have gone through the newspaper records and not found, uh, anything of that sort but the oldest the like the thing is it seems like the dogman myth in this area starts it's it's not like that old it starts on April 1st 1987
0: good time uh, good
1: year good year there's because there was a radio broadcast at a uh what is it it's WTCM FM Michigan mm-hmm. and a DJ named Steve Cook recorded a song called The Legend it was it was and it was about how there was a werewolf type of beast in that area of Michigan, and uh, the song—the song was like—it was really popular and people just loved it. But he—he he made it as an April Fool's joke, sure. Um, and he made up everything. Like there's, he just fabricated all these earlier tales. And then um, I remember, so I have a friend from Michigan, and I remember her talking to me about it uh, in high school. She like played this song, the legend, apparently it's a big thing there. Um, I'll put a it, clip put the clip of it, The Legend. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like kind of a spooky Halloween kind
2: of song. A cool summer morning in early June is when the legend began. At a nameless logging camp in Wexford County, where the Manistee River ran. Eleven lumberjacks near the Garland Swamp found an animal they thought was a dog. In a playful mood, they chased it around till it ran inside a hollow log. A logger named Johnson grabbed him a stick, poked around the inside. Then the thing let out an unearthly scream and came out
1: and stood upright. Um, and it seems like people after this song came out on April first in nineteen eighty seven, people on what, were on what date? April first. Okay, just want to yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I said it multiple times. <laughs> uh, it, it was after this song was aired that people reported seeing the creature. So it's almost like the song like influenced people to to think like, that he like this DJ essentially fabricated this cryptid for this region, and people yeah. just kind of like were like, "Yeah, it, it's real."
0: So and then like in like longer history, so they they started to talk about like basically the wild men of the woods kind of thing, right? Yeah, the, they started the.
1: the there's like um there's like that stuff all throughout the world where there's like quote unquote like wild men myths and they're essentially just just guys that live in the woods
0: yeah there's um, the wood, the woodhouse um yeah. you know which are basically wild men you you'll see them in um, medieval imagery um, they're like they're,
1: ogres yeah like
0: yeah like, so I don't know the the storyteller in me really likes the idea of them being like relic um, Neanderthals that people met you know. Mm-hmm like that's probably absolutely not what happened but that's like one hypothesis and i like it a lot mm-hmm. and i want it to be true um but you know it's just basically there's old stories of wild men and stuff they could have been based on something maybe but it's probably just you know people see things in the woods sometimes and they and you make it more humanoid than it is so there's yeah. a long history of this happening and you know people like to point to that for Bigfoot explanations or, you know, dog man here, but it really doesn't get you anywhere. Cause even if they were in Europe, what does that mean they're in Wisconsin? So. Right.
1: I, and I've heard people accredit like these wild men, like sort of myths to like people in civilization sort of areas describing nomadic people. Yeah. Um Like there is uh oh gosh, what is the culture name? The Amishi in Japan. Um They're kind of d- described similar to like wild men by, um, when there was another culture that entered Japan that was like more, uh, sedentary, they described mm-hmm. sort of these more nomadic peoples, um, that were like hunter gatherer foragers. They described them as very like hairy and, and like, um, animal, like, even though they were just normal human beings.
0: Um, and then from, like, they brought up the, um, witch trials and they kind of added werewolves onto them, which, you know, was mostly witch trials and yeah. non Christian Catholic trials. Um, yeah. Between you know, fifteenth, eighteenth century, and, and they mentioned kind of a famous case. There, there's Odie's, um, um, Peter's uh, stubby, stubby. Yeah, um,
1: there's multiple renderings of his name, and one rendering is Peter Stump with like yeah. two P's. And it, he gets that name because apparently he like uh like was missing a a hand or something. He had like a stump for an arm, sure. and the wo- and like the wolf that was attacking also was missing a, a little leg. Oh, there
0: you go there you go Uh, he's kind of a famous case because he allegedly admitted to being a werewolf yeah and And like
1: the 1500s there was this yeah he was like a criminal guy who ate people and was like a murderer yeah do you want to describe him
0: yeah yeah sure he was like a cannibal murdering guy not too nice Um, <laughs> girls today would love to watch a 12-point miniseries on his life, probably. <laughs> oh, that God. kind of
1: character. Like a Netflix original yeah, of his life. Um,
0: one of the, my favorite things, they tell a little story about him, you know, and uh, apparently he had a magic belt that like made him stay, switch between being a werewolf and normal. And then, like, at the end of the telling little story, the narrator goes, and the magic belt was never found. Oh, I
1: love that part. That part's great. I was like, well, let's
0: go get that fucking thing, dude. (laughs) Yeah, where'd
1: the belt go?
0: That's the story. You're telling me there's a magic belt that just lets you, (laughs) like, you know, get lycanthropy on you as long as you want it. Yeah. You got to get that belt.
1: He was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy, he was in Germany in, like, the 1500s. And uh, he only admitted to this stuff under torture, which yeah, is to like, rest,
0: yeah.
1: yeah, what a what a, like um, a good uh, method of getting that confession out. How trustworthy.
0: <laughs> I probably should have looked into that story more. I've heard it a couple of times before. I don't know all the little details of it, but it is something you hear pop up when people talk about are werewolves real.
1: Yeah, the, it's we- so the story is a little weird where the, our only source on this guy on Peter is um like an English pamphlet from like the 1500s, that was like a translation of a lost like German pamphlet. Mm. So we're getting, so what we have is like a, like a, like almost like a third hand retelling of it.
0: Yeah. A lot of this stuff is German because there's a lot of, um, you know, you got to remember Grimm's folktales are German, right? And so Mm. a lot of them at least, and you have a lot of wolves are the bad guy stuff in Germany, you know, it's a big cultural identity there. And you have a large amount of German immigrants into Wisconsin. Mm. So one hypothesis is, you know, there's kind of some carryover between that. You just have like this this legacy of telling, you know, boogeyman stories that feature a wolf, and then the immigrant population moves over, and it kind of stays in Wisconsin. Right. So that that's one hypothesis to why it's popular in this region. Mm. Um, they also mention something that I always felt is a like kind of a just just so story is the Saint Anthony's Fire or Urgot hypothesis um, mm. of people in like. 16th century or, or later, like seeing werewolves or dogmen because of there's this um, fungus that grows on the wheat and it kind of makes you hallucinate. And that people have often blame this for the witch trials and stuff. Um, I always felt like that was kind of bullshit.
1: Yeah, I think that's like too simple of an explanation. Yeah, it it simplifies everything to just like, oh, it was this one thing that did it. And
0: I just yeah. feel like there's no need for that hypothesis. Yeah, you know, like people can see animals that don't exist, or people can be bigoted, or you know, get mob induced to anger without needing to be like on wheat, magic, wheat drugs. Like you don't, you don't need that. Just go on Twitter and say something stupid. like, And then
1: people will get you people. Yeah. Will. You'll get
0: attacked immediately.
1: <laughs> it, it reminds me, that reminds me of like, um, there's a lot of like, uh, like s- theories on what caused like the collapse of the Roman empire or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah we talked about blame that a it. times. They'll yeah. blame it on like one thing. They'll be like, Oh, it was the, uh, this one plague that did it or something like that. And it's a stuff is really complicated and it's typically not just one thing that's causing everything. Yeah.
0: Like when they talk about what happened to the American empire, right? You can't say one separate thing. I'd probably point out reality television, but (laughs) you know, there's lots of different things that led up to it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Anyways, there's also a, um, a really great quote in this episode. I really want to get to, before we get into our search section is,
3: um, wolf like creatures now live in the realm of psychology and Wisconsin
0: <laughs> okay, and then um they do the one thing that I like to call uh white' fitting where they uh well, they kind of do and they don't do it
1: right yeah they 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 veered out of it kind of quickly
0: yeah so but they 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 do bring in a guy um named um David walks with Bear, and uh, they kind of ask him if you know native american shapeshifting legends like match Dog man and he's like no because dog man is chill he's like a trickster he would never fight you that Does, doesn't match dogman so <laughs> they kind of got off that quick so I'll give him credit for that
1: yeah, yeah yeah they always do that they always do the the let's go to Native American legends is and and then like and then they go like oh that's evidence of this uh, monster existing because they did it with Bigfoot they did it with the Thunderbird thing
0: yeah it's just fun yeah. they love it
1: they just love it. It's a, an easy,
0: easy thing. It's One of those bands that just play the hits, you know? <laughs> okay, so that's what we're looking for, I
1: yeah. guess. Oh, wait, should we say that they mentioned the Beast of, uh... oh gosh, I pronounce it Gévaudan, but I know I'm probably bad. Yeah, which
0: which is something that we both like a lot. Great story. You have a great video on it, and mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be related to a thing in my comic that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you could tell the story. I guess you made the YouTube video about it, so.
1: Yeah, back in like the uh seventeen hundreds, I think it was seventeen hundreds, uh in France, there was a string of of wolf attacks or or wild animal attacks on uh both like livestock and people. Um and it seemed like it was over a wide area of France, uh, and people claimed it was like this one giant uh wolf like monster, cat like monster. Or a uh, hyena hyena like there's a there's a lot of inconsistencies with the description and then uh it's hard to say like how many it can like how many deaths can be actually attributed to one animal or if it's multiple unrelated stuff all at once um it's just like a really hazy story and like anyways the french government like apparently took it so seriously that they hired like bounty hunters to kill this beast and, and stuff uh, the like generally how it's kind of viewed as now, it's probably like a whole bunch of unrelated stuff that through hysteria, people, uh, believed was one, one killer.
0: Yeah. The guy did shoot one wolf, but you know, probably not.
1: Yeah. Not and then there was a, wolf. yeah, there was, there was a giant wolf that was shot, not giant, but like a little slightly oversized wolf. Pretty big boy. Pretty big boy. And then there was like a, a weird instance where they, they, somebody supposedly killed a hyena in France, and there was like a skin of it or something for a while, but it's gone missing since.
0: Yeah, if you um, want to find out what really happens, you'll have to read my comic that's coming out. Though, so. hey, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they get <laughs> Anyways, into that meaning. You know, sometimes wolves killed people in the past, maybe so therefore, dog man. Yeah, I don't really know what has to do with dog man, but they bring it up. So we. It's brought it like
1: it, the Beast of Chevaldon. It's like seen as like this like real werewolf incident but it's Mm -hmm. actually probably just like wild wolf attacks mixed with maybe like there was a serial killer at that time killing people sure and then like a wild like a hyena that was let loose on accident uh was was in the french countryside it was probably like several things happening all at once that
0: yeah and it just gets composited into one wolf right yeah but yeah it's an interesting story um i don't know what it says about wisconsin (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, they keep going to like Europe and stuff. And it's like, eh,
0: this is kind of far from there. Yeah, it's because they don't have a lot of uh, evidence. Um, yeah, th- this so episode. We go on our search, though. Yes, the and search. We get, we get uh, Dr. Greg Babinek. Yeah. And, yeah. And we, and
1: we know him from a previous episode, right? Yeah, he's a great guy. He's the skunk ape guy. He's
0: the the guy that had the chips. Yep, that's the guy. The... And they get they get him and then Don Young. And Dong Young has seen Dog Man many times before, so, like five times, like so many goddamn
1: times. <laughs> like at that point, if you get if you see something five times and you haven't gotten much evidence of it, I think there's a problem there.
0: <laughs> yeah, he says it has like brown to black hair, human like feet, and sounds like a Bigfoot. So. Okay. Sounds like a Bigfoot's a good one, because what the hell is a Bigfoot sound like? <laughs> yeah, this animal that we don't we don't have any evidence for. <laughs> so the, the, this guy believes in Bigfoot, pretty obviously. Um, uh, I, I also like the line when they were getting rid of their gear, they're like, make sure you wear a mask so you don't give him any illnesses. <laughs> and I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I remember
1: my... that. I thought I misheard that, that yeah. part. That's funny. From a 2021
0: <laughs> perspective, hearing someone say that, yeah we're like
1: dang don't give bigfoot covid I, I wonder i wonder that's a good question was there anyone concerned over bigfoot getting covid i don't know the he, i bet he's
0: vaccinated you know <laughs> even bigfoot's vaccinated Big bigfoot's pro science um, <laughs> that's that's how he knows how to hide all his tracks so well you know because he knows where they are like he knows <laughs> how to hide his edna and hide his uh, evolutionary like fossil record is gone like it's just he's
1: very very he would keeps his
0: tracks He's a private guy he's better um, than uh db cooper with that guy didn't don't they know who db cooper is i forgot i thought, they, thought there was a i thought they figured that out there's been like 20 people oh well, there's playing. been like 20 i yeah. i thought people were feeling good about the last one but i don't i don't know i stopped paying attention to him. Yeah, i
1: know so. at this point yeah. you're like oh he's dead
0: <laughs> he got away with it bless his heart um <laughs> And they set up a dart gun because they say they don't want to shoot the guy, you know, so good on that. <laughs> and then yep. they, um, they, uh, bring up, uh, the Katie's on girl. She's yeah. the girl who saw the three down by the thing. Yep. And, uh, they're going to bring her in for a polygraph. That's part of their search to see if it's real is to they polygraph a bunch of people,
1: everybody in for the polygraph yep. this time. They really so, put all the chips on that.
0: Yeah. They, they, they see this as a very scientific way to analyze, um, their claims. Uh, I don't see the polygraph as very valuable at all. Polygraphs
1: suck. They're, they're they're not good.
0: Yeah. So, um, they are, I don't believe the scientific literature supports polygraphs ability to tell the truth Mm -hmm. or to, to determine if you're telling the truth very accurately. Additionally, if it's something like this, that we believe is most likely, um, you know, a bad imp- imprint on your brain or a um, misidentification. You're not going to be lying, right? So you're not going right. to trigger the polygraph. So what does it matter?
1: That's like the that's like the false dichotomy that they seem to set up. Like a lot of paranormal shows, they go like, "Oh, they're not lying. That means what they saw actually happened." And it's yeah, like, no, no, no. It could be that they're they're not they're they're not lying, but they're just wrong. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, they could have been lying to begin with, and then they said it so many times, they now believe it. Right. Yeah, which is the, a real phenomenon.
1: In the episode, they say like experts believe, and I I don't know if this is a, a reflection of actual science, but they're like experts. Some they go some experts believe polygraphs are accurate seventy to ninety percent of the time or something like that. Yeah. So there's still like a even even going granting their percentages. There's a lot of false positives and false negatives that could happen. So yeah,
0: and yeah. so so you know on the yeah. polygraphs pretty much Well, because polygraphs polygraphs aren't admitted into
1: into uh court, court like, that's because yeah. they're just they're unreliable they're and they're not admitted
0: on this podcast yeah get, get out of here <laughs> <laughs> polygraphs megalodon delia <laughs> can't not welcome get Christmas them all out um, <laughs> and so yeah we we see her story and uh um they said she does a polygraph and then then we go back to young who's our hunter who's seen the guy five times he mm-hmm. mentions that he doesn't want to shoot the guy even though he saw him once he's really close because that would be murder and he's not a murderer <laughs> uh, um he does not say it that way but that's the way i imagined him saying it he, he um,
1: said it kind of funny it was it was a good
0: scene he, yeah. he does have an interesting um way of speaking
3: well, it was uh hunting season gun deer season and like usual i walk through the woods next to my house to get to this little road called mount bailey road and looked down seeing something hunched over thought it was maybe a black bear because it had uh, brownish brownish black colorations to it the thing that I seen was at least six and a half, seven feet tall, extremely bulky. Arms were extremely heavily built, low hung, had uh, human looking feet. This thing had jumped a 12 foot leap with only two to three steps. Well, the main reason I didn't shoot at this thing was one, it wasn't bear season, it was deer season. So if it was a bear, I would have been a poacher if I would have shot it, because I didn't have no bear license in, in the first place. Two, if it was what I had suspected at the time as being a guy in a monkey suit,
0: well, then it would have been murder. Maybe I'll, I'll put a clip in here. This Wisconsin Wisconsinite accents. Are great. Yeah, well, he it's a very, like, full sentences, matter-of-fact kind of way of speaking. It's interesting. Um,
1: yeah because he said i do not want to be a uh poacher and i didn't want to be a murderer
0: yeah so he, <laughs> he's, he's I'll, I'll i'll play a clip and um and so then him and uh bovinek uh they're walking around the woods having a good time looking for dog man you know and they hear a woodpecker mm-hmm. so they go to check out the woodpecker and it flew away of course because it's a bird and um <laughs> then they find a bed of grass you know, like pretty big bed of grass. Could have been a family of deer or a bear, or I don't know, a Bigfoot or Dogman. Who knows? Um, they 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 check out the the big thing of grass all push down, but they don't want to touch it too much because it was sawgrass, and they were worried that it was going to hurt them.
1: <laughs> Wearing gloves and thick pants.
0: Yeah. I mean, sawgrass <laughs> will cut you, but I mean, come on, man, be a man. Like, what are you? <laughs> you're trying to find Dogman. You're not going to find Dogman being scared of sawgrass. You know, you have you have to be brave that's <laughs> a coursing river um so they claimed a deer couldn't make it uh i actually thought it was a deer bed when i first saw it i, I it saw like
1: i thought it was a deer as well that yeah. the impression looked almost exactly like the stuff i saw in like poland of what mm, deer yeah deer's laying down in the field yeah. uh yeah i disagreed with them on that yeah
0: it's because i mean you know like so i've been hunting and i was like yeah i've been in the woods it looked like it could have been a deer to me totally um and so then we uh we go to Linda Godfrey, and she takes a hair sample that we find. Um, it, it was sent anonymously, that hair sample. By, yeah. like,
1: it was on a metal roof, like a beast jumped on a metal roof and left this huge patch of hair. It looks almost like a steel wool in like your sink.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so this isn't Young and, and Um This is another finding that the show cuts to. And she's looking at this hair, you know, because like, this dog man was just running on somebody's roof, you know, being a badass. He just jumped from <laughs> roof to roof and you know <laughs> roof to roof get it oh my god <laughs> and uh she checks out the hair you know and uh what does she say oh, uh, she said it it we'll get lab. to the conclusion yeah yeah she, she didn't know what it was so she sends it to a lab uh, um, uh,
1: young and babanek uh, found hair samples at the in the the sawgrass too oh
0: yes yeah yes they did um so they find some hair samples and they get those and send them off to the lab like happens in pretty much every monster quest yeah um and then this really interesting thing happens here. Um, they have another polygraph. They do one for the artist guy. You know, mm-hmm. same thing, So whatever. Like he says he wasn't lying. They say yeah he wasn't lying. But we don't think it's about lions or not, right? Yeah. I said lions.
1: <laughs> dog uh, man, dog
0: man, <laughs> lion man. Oh, I'd, I'd watch a lion man. Episode. Lion man, that's cool, right there. Yeah, that's, we should make up that, bro. Um, <laughs> okay, so. The other thing though, they bring this one girl who apparently saw Dogman all the way in 1977. This was bizarre. This is an odd story. <laughs> yeah, so this is before the major part of the phenomenon as I understand it. Um, so I don't know if it's retrofitting the idea into Dogman or not. So yeah, so they bring in a um a hypnotist, a, like a memory regression hypnotist. And these became very popular in like the paranormal world for a way to recall evidence um during um the Betty and Barney Hill like UFO event. They said that they were abducted and they bring in a uh, hypnosis and they recall the memories and there's like a long history of using this to I don't know, try to give some bona fides to people who said they saw some weird stuff. Um, yeah.
1: They're like you'll, you'll get you'll recu- you'll rec- remember more memories of it or the memory in more detail or something like that.
0: Yeah, you'll see this in uh, X Files. It's happened. In any case, Mulder convinced the girl and her parents to let her be hypnotized. What is your opinion of hypnosis?
1: I know that it has its therapeutic value, but it has never been proven to enhance memory. In fact, it actually worsens it, since since people in that state are prone to confabulation.
3: When I was doing research for my book, The Caligarian Candidate...
1: One of the greatest thrillers ever written.
3: (laughs) Thank you. I was um, interested in how the CIA, when conducting their MKUltra mind-control experiments back in the 50s, had no idea how hypnosis worked or what it was.
0: No one still knows.
3: Still, as a storyteller, I'm fascinated how a person's sense of consciousness can be so transformed by nothing more magical than listening to words,
0: mere words. The Superman show, like, uh, and Lois, Superman and Lois show from back in the day, they had an episode where this happened and it was like a thing in the nineties. People were yeah. really into this being real, but huh. the thing is, uh, the mind does not work that way. Right. Yeah. Your, your brain is not taking perfect snapshots of information and then you remember what could get through your filter. You know, it's kind of it's not like your brain's like, how much of this can I save and remember? But the rest of it is in there, you know? Yeah. Um, it doesn't work that way. You, your brain creates impressions of what's around you. A lot of it, it fills in because it knows what's there, you know, or so it makes like impressions. And then you, every time you remember something, your brain kind of remembers your last memories. That's why it gets changed slightly over yeah. time.
1: And it can conflate multiple memories together yep. or just straight up make up
0: memories. It sure can, you know, just like, I mean, sometimes you and your friends will argue about what you had for dinner last week, you know, and people have different memories and it's like hypnosis will not give you the power to remember if it was tacos or spaghetti. Right. Just, you can't do that. Right. Um, Humans are not
1: like computer machines that remember things perfectly. They are in Dune. They are
0: in Dune. Yeah. There's Mintats, but yeah, not, not in the movie so much, but in the book, um, <laughs> So, yeah, they, they try to use the pseudoscience magic nonsense. And she help.
1: saw... The, let's describe the story. As a young yeah. girl, this woman saw a dog thing, like fighting an old lady with a baby across the street or something. Pretty, pretty cool. It was like a baboon-looking thing or or something. Oh, she said not a baboon. Oh, not a baboon. Sorry, sorry, yeah.
0: sorry. Yes, yeah. Not monkey news.
1: <laughs> not monkey news. <laughs> well, and... And like she said her mom saw it too and then presumably the neighbor would remember this the woman getting attacked mm-hmm. by it so like why are we interviewing her why let's interview the people who were actually
0: adults at the time like Yeah did this lady square up against this thing that's what I want to know you know what moves <laughs> did she use
1: So yeah there's that there's a uh, very strong evidence there somebody's like 7 year old memories that are get reached through hypnosis
0: now, this is going to sound odd, but um, this is about all the searching that there is in this episode. Yeah, there's there's, no, there's not much yeah. searching at all. Um, we went into all the little eyewitness accounts because that's most of the episode. The eyewitness accounts, weird historical stuff that may or may not be related to Dogman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then a bunch of polygraphs. The real searching is Young and Babinick going out in the woods, chasing a woodpecker. <laughs> and then finding some grass put down, being scared of the grass finding a hair in the grass, sending the hair to the lab. That's the main search. Yeah. So. It's not okay. much. So we're getting to our findings and the yes. findings of the dog man episode. Yes. Um, we get our polygraph results from uh, Zahn or Zane or whatever her name is.
1: Yeah. Zahn. Yeah. And they, they said that she was telling the truth or that she wasn't deceiving us.
0: So um, Sure. I don't know what Which we do I, with that
1: information, but... You know what?
0: I call this bullshit. <laughs> I actually... Think, my, my personal opinion, I think she's lying. The, well, we know
1: that there's, there's stuff wrong with her story. Because Katie Zahn, um, she actually was interviewed by Fox News.
0: Oh, yeah. Very reliable source.
1: Um, in in a, Around sort of the time where she saw it in July. Well, she recalls the story from July 2004. And you can find this Fox News interview on YouTube. And the story is like almost completely different. Oh than the wow! One that she tells. Um, so her story, from according to the Fox News interview, um, which I think is older than the Monster Quest one, but she says um, it was her and three friends out in a field, and they mm. heard some noises in the field, and it got louder, and there were trees breaking, and then she saw a creature, like one creature that was seven to eight feet tall coming towards them. Um, seven to like, eight
0: feet tall. This is yeah, a big
1: boy. Big boy, and it looked like a dog, sort of human. Um, so that's her Fox news interview. And if you contrast that to the version that she told to monster quest, it's like, there's so many differences. So in this version, um, it was her and two friends. So it goes from, from three friends to two friends. Um, and they were out driving and then they actually were explicitly going to a park to see the monster, like to search for it. Mm -hmm. And she saw three werewolves drinking water from a Creek.
0: So You know how I know that this story is absolutely fake for a fact? Yeah, Well, There's no girl, right, in the late aughts when Twilight had just came out that sees a <laughs> werewolf and is running away from the werewolf. She, she's running into that romantic drama. There's no way she's running away from it. So Especially you just know she's werewolves. lying. Yeah, I mean, three werewolves. How dreamy. Like, there's just no way. I don't believe it.
1: <laughs> There's apparently another uh, interview. There's a third interview um, with yeah, Channel a, Five. A trilogy, <laughs> a trilogy. There's another interview with Channel Five in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and it interviewed uh, the friends that she claimed to have been with, and they said they saw nothing. They, they yeah. said that she just made up the story. yeah,
0: I didn't look into this. I just knew she was lying. I just knew it. She, <laughs> just, just like <laughs> it. Just shows goes to show you how unreliable the polygraphs are
1: because at one of these stories if she saw anything at all one of these stories is wrong because it's because they're completely different stories
0: yeah because she said in the monster quest they were drinking
1: yeah they're drinking and there were three of them and then the original the the, at least the fox news one there was one and it was running towards them and in a field so there's that
0: (laughs) And, and then we get to the polygraph of uh matt um the cemetery dog man yep and he's telling the truth too i guess whatever
1: I mean, for all we know, it might just be that this the examiner is bad or the machine. Yeah, faulty. I mean,
0: yes. Like I said, this evidence doesn't mean that much to me. So honestly, it's kinda, right. I there, don't, there's, don't cover there's so many
1: things that could go wrong. There could be like the, the machine was bad. The just polygraphs are unreliable in general. They could they could have believed what they saw. But it, that doesn't mean that it's actually happening. Yeah, is that? Well,
0: well, we got two good um, bits of objective evidence we can test that we do yes. care about. Um, one of them is we send um, the tin roof um, dog man for two biologists, Dr. Lynn Rogers, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he's looking at it and he can tell that it is a cat.
1: Plain old cat.
0: The best part is like, I remember laughing a lot when we um, had the black cat episode, you know, because yeah, yeah. like you're looking at it, analyzing things like, and uh, it's a cat. And this one, he's like, <laughs> and... It's a cat. And I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've heard that before.
1: That was a lot of fur from a cat. That's a, a yeah, man, that cat of...
0: did not have a good time on that, that.
1: cat's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's
1: that. They got and the... then they
0: test the hair, um, mm-hmm. they, under a microscope that they found in the bed that, um, what's his sawgrass. name? Young and, and Babinek found on the dangerous, dangerous sawgrass. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what was that Trey?
1: That was, a uh, so Bambanek thought it was a red fox at first, mm-hmm. but then uh, the more, I guess uh, the other experts said it was a hair of a black
0: bear. Yep, it was a black bear. Yeah. So, you know, that's, it was a normal animal, good old black bear. Um, and they didn't say if those beds were made by the black bear or not. He could have been laying down in deer ones. I you don't really know, but. Yeah. Yep, just Just a good old black bear hair, nothing too fancy. <laughs> and uh that's basically what they found yeah there was there was not much in this episode yeah this episode was like dog man could be really cool right part man part dog he's like his own best friend you know like <laughs> but but yeah we just had a bunch of really bad anecdotal evidence and eyewitness accounts and then some lame stuff there but you know that's all right They can't all cool. be super winners well, let's, uh, there was one thing. What, oh, what, I missed something. Do you remember the, the, the
1: mist wolves that they brought up at one point?
0: Oh yeah. They said there was, um, <laughs> wolves that like attacked slaves in Wisconsin and like vamped away. Like, yeah, they, wolves. they disappeared into,
1: into dust when they attacked them. Should have done an episode on that. I that would have something. been awesome. That's for the, uh, hellhound episode or something. Saving that one for later.
0: Yeah. Like, 'Cause there's lots of you know black chuck hellhound kind of stories in, in Europe, you know, it's pretty popular. So uh anyways, so <laughs> Monster <laughs> Quest on IMDB. Well, what 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 ranking does this one get? Let's see. This one gets a see. point six point one out of ten. What would oh, you give it,
1: Trey? Uh I would give this one pretty bad. Actually, I give it a, yeah. a four or three or something.
0: Yeah, I'm right um, around there. I'll go with
1: three. Like I'll, I'll I'm gonna give it a, like a point for the CGI wolf dog man that was pretty good.
0: Yeah, I just uh, I don't know. You just listen to a bunch of people tell me nonsense, and then like they kind of just did the same old quest they always do, you know? Yeah. So not not one of the best Monster Quest episodes to be honest, but you know it's always fun. There were some bangers in there. There's there were some good little jokes.
1: Can you can you edit in the guy making the the werewolf sound? Yeah, who was screaming? He was like.
2: <laughs>
0: Give me that your best great. werewolf there.
1: He was like, "No, it didn't even sound like a werewolf." It was like, "No, <laughs>
0: you make a werewolf sound." Great. Oh, I if make you want to hear it.
1: Oh,
0: okay. Right. Good.
1: people already, people already think I'm a furry. I don't need any more stuff.
0: Yeah, people know the truth. I'm not a furry. Okay, you can hide it all you want.
1: <laughs> people say that people think my little logo is like a a scaly or furry logo, and I'm like, scaly. "No, it's not. It's not."
0: I just <laughs> want to be a dinosaur. Sometimes, not all the time.
1: <laughs> it's it's so bad. Oh,
0: <laughs> there. While we were checking out on YouTube, we actually found a Dogman Encounters Radio. Um, <laughs> it's a YouTube show apparently that has just so many Dogman videos. Yeah, like, it,
1: it, it's insane. They were they uh, they release videos like more than weekly.
0: It's like... <laughs> they have more videos than Trey does on YouTube.
1: Yeah, in, in total, definitely. Look oh, at like, these. and Some oh of these
0: titles God. are awesome. So here's an hour-long video called Kids Never Shoot Your BB Gun at Dog Man." <laughs> right? So that's freaking great. How how do they have this much content?
1: Three hours of intense Dogman encounters.
0: Guy took Three a creative hours. writing class at his community college and now he's Jesus applying with the
1: Dogman. Jeez. Why are there some... Uh, yeah, this one's an hour a and it's...
0: I was nose to nose with Dogman at night. <laughs> yeah. These are awesome, man. What's
1: this, What's this say? Oh, uh, This is this is so much. I
0: need to listen to this guy's videos. Yeah. We should have him on. Probably not. Um, <laughs> You'd
1: probably hate us. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, that's our, our short episode today. Um, it's not quite as full as we like to do. You know, we don't just want to talk about cryptids, but they're fun. We'll, we'll get into more science stuff next time. But uh, like I said, Trey and I had just been so busy. We wanted to put out something so you guys didn't think we died. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not dead. We're, we're very much alive. Yep. Um, like the dog man. Who, who doesn't live. Yeah, so basically my final opinion on dog man itself is a uh, dog man absolutely does not exist. Um, <laughs> there never was a dog man. Um, I don't think a dog man really could exist. It would have to be a completely different evolutionary track that there is no evidence of at all. Yeah. um if they somehow came through europe at some time um they would have had to gone on boats and snuck over here i guess they would have been an invasive species they
1: came across with the the nephites or whatever
0: yeah well i've been watching um what we do in the shadows so maybe they snuck over here like the vampires did you know? oh yeah 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 that's great right there i love that show that show's great i, I basically just say gadimo all the time now <laughs>
1: Uh, I like uh I like uh who's uh who's the energy vampire guy?
0: And Colin Robinson. Oh Colin. I like that
1: actor too. The is fun. Yeah, I've seen him great. in a lot of stuff.
0: Um he does this thing back in the day, uh he would go on like actual local news programs and say he was a yo-yo master teaching kids about global warming through yo-yoing. Um, <laughs> what? And then he'd do his like really mundane, boring white guy stuff stick, you know. And then like he'd try to yo-yo, but he can't yo-yo at all and he'd like mess it up. That's great. I need to watch this. Yeah, there's a super cut of it on YouTube, but it <laughs> it's just funny to me that like cuz you know a lot of times when we talk about monster quests and stuff, like a lot of these local news channels let people go on and just tell bullshit stories <laughs> about how they tell like, you know, a ghost or Bigfoot or Bigfoot's ghost. And I'm just like, why are you guys letting this stuff on? But then at the same time they let a comedian pretend to be a yo-yo master. And it's just like, yeah, they, they don't care. Dude. They just-
1: I, I called in, um, that reminds me. I called in, do you know, uh, Sid Roth's It's Supernatural?
0: Uh, not off the top of my head, no.
1: Uh it's this, it's this, uh, my partner introduced me to It's this weird, uh, it's kind of like Alex Jones, but like, it's not as like, uh, damaging, I guess. Like it's, it's more innocent.
0: And okay. It's a evangelical
1: <laughs> call-in show. Mm-hmm. Um, with this old man named Sid Roth with really fake-looking teeth. Was <laughs> oh, that the really old dude? Yeah, he's super old. He's, okay, he's yeah, I know ancient. that guy. I know that guy. in uh, like, uh, it's not Pat Robertson. It's it's the other guy. It's a different guy. And he is like, he has all these shows where if they call in, or not they call in. They actually show up, and they're like, they're like, I I, I died and went to hell and saw Elvis in hell or something like that. They will have weird stories like that and like him and his live studio audience like eat every word of it up.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't lie uh, to
1: you. There's like a call-in number that you can call into and I called in <laughs> I called in with my partner at uh at uh what was it, it was at like 11:30 p.m. or something cuz mm-hmm. we were kind of drunk and we were like <laughs> trying to be funny and I like uh called in and like was like I need to report this uh vision I had. And like this lady this lady like literally just was like go ahead go ahead like in this call center in the in the midwest somewhere was was like listening to my horrible horrible story where i was talking jesus. about how like jesus came to me in a dream and he had like red eyes and was covered uh in like hair and he was like seven feet tall like i literally described a big foot <laughs> and, uh-huh. like, and she was like uh-huh uh-huh like she was like nodding her head the whole time and then she and then like i'm like so like what like what do you think of the vision? Like, what do you think? And she's like, well, I don't know what to think of that, but like, <laughs> like she was like, really, uh, it was really, it was really funny. She was like, I think you need to talk to somebody. You need to talk to your local pastor or something.
0: <laughs> Jesus is sorted great. out.
1: That was funny. I wish I, could, I, I hope I have the audio recording of it.
0: Yeah, that'd you be, should. We could, we could throw that up.
1: That'd be great. In the background, it's going to be like me trying to not like laugh the whole time,
0: which uh, you're not very good at. you
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh all the time, I like blow out my I probably blew out my microphone while recording this right now, laughing, so um, I notice
0: last <laughs> little announcement we did run the poll on what commentary we're gonna do, and uh Prince of Egypt won, so
1: awesome that's yep. great right there. I know so, we know a lot of that sort of stuff,
0: yeah, I actually although you know I don't really like the Bible too much, but i I do love the story of Moses quite a bit, and you know I kind of work in animation a little bit, comics mm-hmm. is kind of similar so. Um we might have some cool stuff to say. Oh dude, dude, I'm
1: like so excited to like get into the weird historicity stuff with uh, the the oh, Exodus. Yeah. It's like so complicated. <laughs> very, very much.
0: That'll be fun. I think that'll be a good one. but yeah. um, okay everybody, thanks for checking it out. Again, sorry we've been gone. And sorry this is a short one, but there will be more in the future. Okay. Um and one last thing to our patron, the uh, Hedger Girl in a question, and we're we're gonna do it next episode with Stefan. I know they wanted to have Stefan give his opinion on it too. So we're just going to hold up on that till next episode. Course, that way he can get, you know, three for the price of one there. Um, but we just wanted to give you a mention because thanks for waiting out. And, and thanks to all of our patrons for helping us support Kale the show. Um, it's, it's been really awesome having you guys. And, and the new comments on the, like, the iTunes review thing have been great. Thanks so for that, man. Well, Alright everybody, enjoy the winter Hope We had a good October and we'll be back soon law.
1: Yeah, see ya,
2: bye A logger <laughs> named Johnson grabbed him a stick Poked around inside Then the thing let out An unearthly scream And came out And stood Upright None of those men Ever said very much about Whatever happened then They just packed up their belongings and left that night, Were never heard from again. It was ten years later in 97, when a farmer near Buckley was found. Slumped over his plow, his heart had stopped, there were dog tracks all around. Seven years past the turn of the century, they say a crazy old widow had a dream. Of dogs that circled her house at night, they walked like men and screamed. wagon and tracks in the dust like wolves had been stalking. Near the roadside, a four-horse team lay dead with their eyes open wide. When the vet finished up his examination, he said it looked like they died of fright. In 37, a schooner captain said several crew members had reported. A pack of wild dogs Roman Bowers Harbor. His story was never recorded. 1967, a man of the claw found claw marks on an old church door. The newspaper said they'd been made by a dog. He'd have had to stood seven foot four. In sixty-seven, a van load of hippies told a park ranger named Quinlan they'd been awakened in the night by a scratch at the window. There was a dog man looking in and grinning. In 77, there were screams in the night near the village of Bel Air. Could have been a bobcat, could have been the wind, nobody looked up there. Then in the summer of 87, near Luther, it happened again. At a cabin in the woods, it looked like maybe someone had tried to break in. There were cuts around the doors that could only been made by very sharp teeth and claws. He didn't wear shoes because he didn't have feet. He walked up just to paws. So far this year, wood's darkness, a creature walks upright. And the best advice you may ever get